Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hey everybody, welcome to the Bowlology Report. I'm Damien Fleming. And uh, we're going to get through a lot today. It's Shield cricket is starting in 2017-18. Crowds will be unflocking to many of the venues, but there'll be a lot of public interest because there's a lot of spots up for grabs, mainly the number six position for the Aussies and the wicket-keeping position. So two Shield games, I reckon, before they pick that first test team. We're going to talk about the women's ashes, the Aussie girls off to a flyer. We've got our poll, who will bat at number six for the Aussies. Got the segment that makes everyone in the world. Presidents are very nervous. Trump is nervous. Bradley Hodge, social media self-promoter award. And we're going to do our guide to changing tactics in game on the back of Stephen Smith's comments about his book yesterday. But joining me as always is the Tim Mate of East Sandringham Cricket Club, Bradley Hodge, Good afternoon to you. Yeah, afternoon, Flem. Three um, overs for fourteen. Yeah, wasn't the wasn't the greatest of performances. I look bowled a maiden. Did I? That's even worse. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, took a backseat to the great East Sandys, Lukey Dallas. He bowled, I think, twenty five on the weekend. Well, I, well, I bowled twenty four, I think, the week before, and I was a Why reluctant starter to do it again. So I was, you know. Tapping the captain on his backside and saying, look, I think Luke's your man today and continually kept tapping What's me. his recovery like, Luke? After um, that oh, I he had six cans and maybe snuck a couple of burners in the toilet later on at about 11 o'clock. He, he would have woken up fine. Um, that's yeah, Sandy, you know. That's, that's standard. You don't have a, you don't go strength and conditioning. No, that's you standard have a, legacy. a bar and Siggy's? Yeah, coordinator. It's probably standard practice. Um, we've ruled the Siggies out, which has been good, but there's a couple that sneak a few behind the dressing room every now and then. Are you played against Le Page Park One? That sounds like a French dish, doesn't it? Um, Le Page Park One. Yeah. I've never heard anything about that. Now yeah. I'm a fan of your bowling. You know, I always have high release, bit of turn there. Do you know who your first shield wicket was? No, I've no idea who my first shield wicket was. Um, we did talk about my bunny last time, which was the great BC Lara. Um, one Trouble. ball, one wicket. Yep. I think Brian retweeted that. First shield wicket. Not sure. I know who my first first class wicket was, and that was uh, Daryl Cullinan. Daryl Callahan. Da- that's right. No, that was Warney's bunny, wasn't it? Daryl Callahan. South Africa. Was that, that was their first game in Australia since the, obviously, the apartheid era was finished their last game in australia was early 60s yeah. i reckon it was a, didn't look, you did you get a 60 odd in that nah, game? 92 i got 
No. I remember it clearly, I reckon. You know um, who you know who did get a sixty odd? You. <laughs> <laughs> That was well, well, that, that downgrades that my ninety. Then um, I remember that. So who got clearly. you ninety? Uh, I think it was Brian McMillan. Actually, I think Ooh. he bullied me out. He was that big and strong, Tough. and he, I was that scared of him. Um, I remember two things that happened in that game. One was the first wicket that I got. Uh, it was a crappy long hop down leg side that he went to sweep and got caught at forty five. Boom. Um, the other one was. My first two balls that I faced, I walked to the crease, and Alan Donald was oh, the no. great white lightning, and scared I was. Everyone's we scared all were. of white lightning. All, um, all we talked about was white lightning. And I was an 18-year-old kid, went out there and uh, hooked him for four first ball, hooked him for four again <laughs> second ball, and he walked up to me with his accent and said, you can't do that to me, mate. And had he been watching a lot of Arnold Schwarzenegger movies at that stage? Was it, that sounded like Arnie. Is that Arnie? Is it? Yeah. Well, he sort of he was flexing like ah. Arnie anyway. And I thought, look, I'm in a pile of trouble here. He ramped it up, and uh, anyway, I was lucky enough to survive. They had a really good attack back then. Um, oh, Donald, Barney, uh, Davilius, Snelly was there. Snelly was there. I think Snelly was actually carrying the drinks. Matthews was bowling. He was he was a very good bowler actually. He sledged me um, at the function. Did he really? He reckons I was out that pay. We were just having a you know drink at a function, all that, and he had a crack at me. Didn't like him. So he's having a crack at a number ten. Yeah. Wow. I okay. said, well, why didn't you get sixty? <laughs> and, and I got six for. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> but I, mean, I I actually got to hook Donald as well down yeah. there at number nine, and I didn't hook the second one. No, you. Were it ha- was yards quicker. It was quicker. It was fast, wasn't it? Oh, but, it was fast. And also a little side note: I am self-promoting here. Um, myself and our much-loved league spinner at the time, Craig Howard, oh, the squiggle actually put on hundred, broke the record. And the way domestic uh, international crickets now, Victoria's never playing South Africa again. Are they? Never again. So uh, me and Craig Howard have got a little batting record together. So you wouldn't squiggle and add that, would you? That is a good pub question. That one. Yes, I like it. Um, going back, can you? Oh, you tell had me- to get out for ninety though. I'm probably hooking. Happy yeah, hooker, okay. I would have thought. Um, they didn't pitch too much up then. Those dudes. They were, oh, they were pretty quick. Even McMillan was probably no, no, he rushed you. Rushed you. Um, he, was just, you he just walked down and stared you down as if he's going to feed you to a rhinoceros later yeah. on in the day. Well, it's the classic um, story, isn't it? That Warney was sledging him all day in Sydney, calling him the Rock Ape. Mm. And then there was a note underneath that oh. the, the Aussies were touring South Africa yes. in a couple of months' time. He said, Warn, thousands of people <laughs> go missing yes. a day in South Africa. He One said, fat leg spinner won't be missed. No, nah, it was great. <laughs> and Warnie reckons, didn't sledge him again. No, nah, he bogged himself, Warnie. <laughs> I love that story. I think he talked about the, the weapons that he had back home as well, I reckon, from from the story that goes on, he, you know, he said he had a handgun. But also, also it was around that time, I reckon a few years later, you would experience, I actually was excited playing against international teams. You know, when you play against England for the first time, I faced Waka, Eunice and Akram for yeah. the first time. You know, we used to put out full-strength Victorian teams. And I liked it, Hodge, because you battled against some legends. But I reckon, well, going back to that South Africa game, after the 60 and 6 I got picked for Australia about... Two weeks after that, yeah. There's no doubt that performance has helped me. So I've I've hated the way that, um, and it happened even when I was playing that you'd put out a second strength team to play the international team because as an individual, mate, I wanted to play against some of the greatest players going around the world. 
And it was important, I think, for selection-wise. I think that was one of the innings which promoted me as a young player. That is an 18-year-old. Hey, this guy can play. Um, the next one was, as I think I got 95 against a full-strength New South Wales. Yeah, and I think there. those touring sides, back then, that was a real strong preparation for yeah. them. Now it's more about time management, which is a shame. Um, but... It was a real heated competition. Uh, they wanted to get out what they wanted, and we were pretty strict in we beat what them. we wanted to achieve. That was spewing. Yeah, I we reckon. actually beat them. Yeah, we did. And, um, yeah, that was the level of competition that we were at. Hey, uh, you, you had an emotional – I don't see, get, see you get emotional a lot, but a couple of episodes ago there was an emotional plea to the, to the Swedish listener. We had one, if we could double up. Yes. And, and I think we got four. That's what about awesome. this week? And um, we were number one in sports rec on iTunes. So thanks, everyone, for uh, listening. I know you, you're a big fan of Spanish cricket. And guess Huge what? Fan. More than one team, 14 uh, people over there listen to our podcast. That's awesome. 14 uh, look, in Spain. In Spain. Oh, oh, look, I reckon one of them was – I was – Pretty close to Jorge Lorenzo on the weekend. I was lucky enough to be at the MotoGP. And he was right there, Jorge. And uh, he might know me because this is an interesting did story. He look, did he look twice at you? Is, he, that, is that Bradley from the biology he, report? He just pivoted and he went, nah. <laughs> and um, he did, I reckon he looked. And the strange thing was, we've got a product from Spain, which is endorsed by Jorge Lorenzo. And three years ago, it's a porcelain sort of bench top on our kitchen bench from Decton. There you go, Decton. And um, he actually, on his way down to Phillip Island, just marched through a house while the builders were constructing the house and said, Can, do you mind if I just want to have a look at this product? This is a superstar. Superstar. Bike rider. Yep. On his way down to the MotoGP, just chilling out, thought he'll just slip into Black Rock. I've no idea how he got my household he address. Just- um, it's, his but, pre-match, it's his pre-match routine. But, um, yeah, Jorge might – he might listen to our podcast or certainly subscribe knowing the fact that he's walked into, you know, my house knowing that we're, I am I, on I, half of this But what about the group. other 13? The other 13, I, I believe they could be from the Barcelona Catalars. Uh, they're confirmed for the final in the Cataluna Premier League. I think that's their T20 competition over there in Spain. That man did it again. Adele Malik was the man of the match for not only four wickets, it is described as four important wickets. Very important. My question for you, the other semi-final is the Cataluna Kings versus the Tarragona Gladiators for a place in the final. Who do you fancy there, Brad? I'm I'm definitely going the Cataluna Kings after what's happened over there in Barcelona with trying to separate themselves. Mm. Uh, I love the Kings. Look, this is one thing which I've just noticed is that this is one of the T20 competitions I haven't been in, so I can certainly get myself over there for a couple of weeks in Spain, I would have thought. So to the 14 Spanish listeners, and no doubt that'll double next week, can mm. we get Bradley Hodge over there for the... And do you think the Cataluna Kings are a chance to win the semi? Because the actual competition they're playing is called the Cataluna <laughs> Premier League. That'd be like having the Victorian Premier League and New South Wales mm. all their states there. Well, Surely... I would have thought there's a few gangsters over there that'll make sure that'll happen. They're Catalunas. Yes, absolutely. Um, well, good luck to the Kings and the Gladiators, and we'll give you an update of the final. Yep, we will do. We might even commentate it if we could see it, wherever it is. Um, tweet us, I reckon. Tweet us up. Find us what's happening there. Our guide to cricket this week, Shield Cricket is back. 
baby, and we're all happy with it. It's the traditional day-night fixture, round one. Absolute tradition. Is second year, is it too early to call it a traditional? Uh, second year? I don't know what it's called. It's 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 um a positive way to bring back the uh, 28 people and their dog through the doors of Shepherd Shield Cricket. Crowds. So. But I, I joked at the start, there won't be big crowds, but a lot of people will be interested. I think it's streamed on cricket.com.au, Cricket Australia, Queensland versus Victoria, Western Australia versus Tasmania, South Australia versus New South Wales. Um, The number six position, um, it's big, isn't it? I I think it's gripping the nation. Who's going to bat six names getting thrown around? We've we've done it in our poll question. We don't have the results yet. We'll be doing it later on. But Glenn Maxwell, Moses Henriquez. We've got Hilton Cartwright, who batted number six in the Sydney test. We've got Travis Head. Um, I found out in the Twitter poll question, you can only have four names. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so Marcus Stoyner, Sean Marsh. Bad luck. I think they were the two, other two that got mentions there. Yeah. Um, Paddy Howard, he's uh, the team performance head. He said, oh, I'm positive about. What's he actually positive about? Yeah, but yeah, well, that's what I was going to question. Is he positive about the fact that we're actually going to select the number six? Should we just actually, we've been that crappy at number six for the last two years. Let's just go in with 10 players. Forget the number six. We don't need an average of 17. We don't need extra yeah. 21 wickets. Or what about this? What about this? Would you be comfortable with the bowlology report become a fifth selector? And our poll question, our poll questions will always be linked to team selection pretest. Whoever wins the poll gets that position. Yeah, I like it. I Are you like comfortable it. with the bowlology report being a fifth selector? Yeah. We don't have to go to the meetings. We'll just... Um, Paddy Howard's the, 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 the head of team performance. Just sure. I can just email him. Because yeah, I, I like think that. he likes his emails. He's power, I'd be happy to do it on PowerPoint there, Paddy. He says he's positive. I'm not sure what that means. But what I do like what Paddy said, and we know, it's an open race. And Paddy said it's pressure on domestic players to perform. Well, good. Um, I think that is good. That's I think well, that, I was a, that was a positive. If they perform as well as the Aussies have been performing in the last two years, then uh, it's what mm. you're going to average about four. Mm. Um, we need something out of this number six. We need a positive result, whatever he's talking about being positive. Are you in the Glenn Maxwell has it and it's for him to lose? So if he scores heavily in these Shield games, he's a lock in there? Or do you think, as Pat Howard said, it is that open that it'll be just get down to pure runs or three, does it um, does it depend on what they're providing with the ball and in the field? Yeah, I think the ball's irrelevant. I think you okay. can, if you can be a two-dimensional player, that's great. Most of these guys are really good in the field these days. Um, there's three players I like for, for this position, and that's we'll talk about it later, as you said, but Maxwell Head and Enrique's, I think for me, are... Uh, the three players that have represented Australia and represented Australia before, done quite well, been sort of, not scapegoats, but probably the first to get out of the side. I'd like to see our top five do the job and make sure this sort of these guys can get a bit of They're a They're just the icing. Yeah, and if they do their job, then that lends itself to the Glenn Maxwell having a fair bit of freedom. Um, 70 or 40 balls. Yeah. Like, oh, I would declare now. Yeah, like the Andrew Simons. I mean, yep. we rode the Andrew Simons yep. chain for a long, long time, and the results paid dividends. Yep. Um, that needs to happen for me, uh, for the Australian cricket team. 
Need to get a little bit more Who out of the wicket. Who do you think physically up to the Andrew Simons shirt funning a streaker out of those three? Because yeah. I, I like Moses. Um, he's a big man. Yeah, he's a strapping, big man and strapping young man, Moses. So he he he'd probably do a he'd probably improve our um you know that you know how you have the picture before the series uh, and and promote that out. He'd be a marketable reference. Just I would have thought. Name. Let's get him in there. He's in. Weber Shagney. Henriquez. And he can bowl a little Renshaw's bit. Renshaw's got we've, a bit of a twing about it. We've talked about his bowling, but, you know, it's not going to do much. Maybe. maybe I reckon it, it is open, as Patty said, head of team before. We're positive. Wicked keepers. He didn't quote on the wicked keepers, Pat. Um, but I reckon that is pretty open. Anyway. Ian Healy come out. He, he was scathing, disrespectful to the position. I think Heels felt that um, Neville was a scapegoat. Remember how um, True. Neville scored sixty, top scored in Perth. Yeah, I think woeful that- performance, and then he's out. So I think Heels wanted Neville to keep the position, and it was for his um, to lose. But yeah. once they got to Wadey, he feels like they've they've made him a bit of a scapegoat too. Around the white ball game, uh, look if you look at or a scapegoat. If you look at both selections, they wanted more out of Neville's batting, and he didn't provide it. And that sixty was a. It was a token 60 if you go on it. We were well in front, I think, or from memory, the game was long gone and it was a... I just thought it might have been a bit of oh, a no, breakthrough. that's when he saved it. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought it might have been a bit of a breakthrough. I, I did my little three two ones. I got in three boats in that test. Yeah, you're probably right. Um, <laughs> look, I think that they won. And Alex Carey has been smoking them mm. in the JLT. No, but I don't look into the JLT too much. Well, it means you're hitting the ball well. Yeah. I like that. Um the other two haven't – probably Nev's had his worst JLT for 15 years if he's been playing that long. Kerry's been the standout keeper in the in the JLT. Wadey didn't really achieve anything in JLT. I think that form is still form. Um, I mean, who knows? Going against these pink balls, where, yeah. where you can bat. I mean, you can They be, might come in. Wadey could be down at Tassie. Period. Oh, yeah. mate, coming at 9 o'clock, you're freezing your ass off down there in Tassie and you've got to go out and face a brand-new pink ball under lights. Good luck. And good day to all our Tasmanian listeners too. Mm. Um, just going to wrap there. Anyway, it's open. It is an open race. Good luck to those three individuals. I don't know if Tim Payne is maybe a... Um, an option. Dark horse. Uh, but. No, I think it's those no. three. No, no. I think a couple of years ago they were keen on Sam Whiten when he averaged 50, but he, he's gone off the ball a little bit. Yeah, but, I think they jumped the gun there a little bit. Hey, um, but it, the, the little bit of controversy around it is Ed Cowan, who was the leading Shepherd Shield run scorer last year. And I think since in the last four years, he's, he's made more runs than anyone else. He, he is not playing in the New South Wales team. They've decided to go. Um, Nick Manson opening up and Daniel Hughes, who's um, smacking him in the JLT and, and and being a handy Red Bull cricketer already here. Stephen Smith, the captain, said he was part of that process. So no doubt the Australian selectors have been contacted. Where does Ed sit? And obviously Ed was not in their plans. No. So, But I can live with that, 35-year-old opener. He's not part of the plans. He misses out. But the one that... Um, strikes me in that top six is why is Maninson opening and not Hughes? Hughes hasn't played for Australia. He's 28 years of age. So he, he's not. He's in that middle zone, isn't he? He, he needs to have his best um, Red Bull season to play test match cricket. But he's been an opener all along. 
And 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 for Nick Mannison, you know, he doesn't move his feet. Where he's most vulnerable, it would be against the moving ball. I would have thought so. And when he played for Australia, he batted number five anyway. Yeah. So, and he's in dynamite form that could actually stand up and say, hey, that number six position might be mine Give again. It to me. I wasn't quite ready when I played a year and a half ago. I'm better for the run. Exactly. We normally, it takes a long time to, to know your test match status, and he might be that person. I, I just don't know what they're getting out of him opening. He's never going to open for. For a test match for Australia, you wouldn't think so anyway. Things might change. But um, Daniel Hughes actually could. Um, you know, there's Hughes, there's there's Dean from Victoria who have it. You know, they're, they're sort of different techniques. They're, um, well, I like they're what Travis Dean so did in the JLT. He scored at a good rate. So that says to me, I, I think in red ball cricket, it might, he might have opened up some hitting zones there as well. Well, it just means that he can expand. He, I worked with him before the tournament. He was actually very nervous, not nervous, but you know, reluctant to get outside that T20. That, it's the that, fear that of the bubble. unknown. Yeah, and try and expand what he can do. Um, good players. I'd like to see Maddo down the order because I think he can be. He's he's an extravagant stroke maker. So, but he's in that zone that you were talking about. If 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 the games. Um, in the balance, so if he gets going, he scores quick, quick like Maxwell. Um, if you're looking for declaration, you know that he's going to be able to find the boundary. Yeah. So I, I, I just don't like the dynamics of the team. So it, for Ed Cowan, um, once the the tests are picked, though, well, you want him playing shield cricket because you know they're getting good competition against a, good a guy, player. you know, a guy who knows his game well. Yeah. And he, and he's a heavy score, and you have to bowl well to him to get him out, don't you? Well, you do, and I think the the important thing to understand about the progress of youngsters is also learned by playing with you know good players like Ed and how to go about your business and how to construct innings and how to get in. So when guys like Arjun Nair and Gibson come into those you know those New South Wales teams, they learn from the likes of Ed Cowan, um, learn how tough it is and how how to go about your business. He's very intelligent too. He could possibly yep. do a little bit of a uh, certificate four in business. Yeah, he is. And he's, just while they're batting. He's got the coffee business going pretty well, so maybe he needs a week off anyway to... Just set it up for the summer. sort of going well. Stephen Smith has released a book. Thank God it's not a tour diary. It's not you know, a tour once diary. Once it wasn't a tour diary, I went, okay, I might read that. They're pretty boring. They are. Steve War started all this. He's got a lot to answer for. Like, his stories were quite. I still admired. I went. How do you have the time to write these diaries, Steve? Because he it was all handwritten. Can't type, Steve. He can't even do the two index fingers. Maybe, maybe that's where those little fifty mil vodkas went out of his bar fridge and used to fill them back up with water. I'm not sure. Um, yeah. He was. He was. He didn't elaborate on that. No, in his he didn't. Did he, he didn't. He didn't. I, I'd like to say. But I must uh, admit, I do think the Steve Ward diaries, because often if I'm asked to speak at a corporate event and they're very specific about that, some details about that era, you can just go back to the diaries. Well, we've go got, back to the diaries because I didn't keep one myself. Well, there's one oh, right on the bench here. Look geez. how thick it is. I, I want to no, say. No, but it's handwritten. I've got it here. It's 780 pages. Did he ever spend time with his teammates if he's writing that all the I, time? I didn't know what he looked like. <laughs> he didn't spend a lot of time with Mark. I can no. tell you that. Anyway, thank but God. Steve, uh, but a... what about Smithy? He's called it, though, 
my Stephen Smith, my journey, my story. Where does that list on the dynamic titles of, of great sporting books? My journey, my story. It's a one out of ten. I would have thought it's, yeah, if it's only going to be, I would have thought my journey, my story is a, a decade-long no. book or a 20-year, this is my life. I like the Stephen years. Smith shuffle. Just had this. Because that's the way he bats. Mm. He shuffles around the crease. Just a flick to the, the Stephen Smith shuffle. Slice through point. And there's a potential bit more music element to that too. Yeah. Maybe he needs to have a chat to his publisher and say, we need to ramp that up a little bit. You know, you know he's, he's flashy. He you know, needs to be flashy. You know, he'll sell about half a million books there. Probably a Strong million. Captain. Yep. Probably a million. Easily. I'm angry. I'm bloody Why? angry. I've Why? never sworn on this before. Why? Oh, because the Reverend's back. Reverend Warner's back. No way. You know how we were pumping him up a couple going, Beauty the Bull's back. He's had a crack at the Poms. Reverend Warner's back going, he regrets his comments. I went a bit too far. Who's what? What? what, what You know, they walk out to bat against the Poms the first hour. Mm, yep. Is it Reverend Warner or Bull Warner? Don't I want know. Bull Warner. I want Bull Warner to go all Michael Slater, hit 12 off the first over like Slatsy did against Freitas, series over. Is the re- the rev will be nice to him. He'll be twenty or out at T. I'm gonna. T- I've turned the TV off now. I'm not. I'm not gonna watch the opening of the Ashes because if the Reverend's walking out, we've got Renshaw at the other end. He's a bit boring. Yeah. He, you know, we, we want the bull. We yeah. need the bull. Oh, look, I'm gonna make a suggestion to Davy. Um, Davy's got a Lamborghini Hurricane, which which its signature is is the raging bull. Oh. Um, basically, the matador. Um, I'll, look, I'll do a deal with Davey. Yes. While he's the Reverend, he can he can loan a Toyota Prius for a little bit. Um, it's energy efficient. Give me the bull. Yeah. Give me the Lamborghini Hurricane. Yes. I'll thrash it around, and when the bull returns, you, you'll I'll replace drive that to Sydney. That's a big. I mean, you want to get runs, Dave Warner in this Shield cricket, but posing that question would be would be very interesting and. Oh, We'll, we'll get to him. We'll get this podcast. I'm not sure what he regrets. I, look, I would have thought that. Um, uh, look, I feel sorry for Davey actually because they're probably instructed to pump this series up as much as they can. Yeah, and Australia. he did, and he did. He's finally opened his mouth after a good two years, and we've been craving for something like this from Davey. He delivers it, and I'm pretty sure he's got a phone call from someone in administration. Oh, said, okay. Can you retract what Just you said? Tone it down a little bit. I wonder how they address him. Do they start with "Hey Rev"? Rev, and then um, that, and that. So maybe he was hypnotised. Maybe he's hypnotised, and when he hears the word "Rev" from this um, administrator, yeah. it sends him back to being the Rev. Well, look, because we want the bull. Uh, I, I reckon like the bull can bull get the bull back. Get him back. I tell you who's uh, who's doing quite nice. What about the Aussie women? Off we won the start. first uh, one day international. We've got our two points. England two hundred twenty eight. Not bad. Aussies two hundred thirty one. Five balls to spare. What about the vice captain? Didn't she just put her hand up? She nailed Alex it. Blackwell, 67 not out. But I just wanted to talk about two 20-year-olds and how impressive they were. First off, Ashley Gardner, 20-year-old Indigenous cricketer, received a cap from uh, Jason Gillespie, yeah. who's about one-tenth Indigenous. I know his old man used to, to work in Indigenous yeah. affairs there. Yeah. Um, what about this for, for a first off game and set yourself up for big ashes? Um, Ashley with the offies, three for 47, smash 27, number eight off 18 balls. Yeah, I love it. Um, That's going to inspire 
girls to get out there. Absolutely, good courage as well. Um, great start to the series. Uh, really good, really good start, which is you know, good to see. And well, I want to win. And I love this point system as well. I really like that. Well, we're going to talk about that in a second. And the other one, I'm not sure if you saw Amanda Jade. Wellington Bowl, the 20-year-old leg spinner. But the first one I saw to Alyssa Healy, the keeper, you know, it drifted in, it had loop on it, dropped, pitch time about middle, mm. turned to about six or seven slip. And she didn't get a wicket, none for 39, but particularly, I know it's a day-night test, but we'll, we'll, we'll definitely get a rough area there. Yeah. But um, wouldn't it be great to see? And, and she loved Warnie. She loved Warnie. And wow. we've talked about... For all of how great Warney was and, and, and he inspired kids to start leg spin, Warney had shown that no one's really come through and how hard and hard it is, so leg spin, to bowl like Warn. Um, but Amanda's watched Warney and I'll tell you what, they're coming out all right. Well, so, it's such a difficult art to get right. Um, and well, Warney started with... Didn't get a wicket in his first test match, I think. No, he got one for, one for 165. Don't get Ravi Shastri started. Oh, Ravi Shastri got 200, didn't he? Um, anyway, things only got better than for the King. Um, things can only So number 39 is pretty good then. I reckon. Compared to one for 165. And, and anyway, and in a one-day format, that's that's pretty yeah. much standard. So that's a good job from definitely those two 20-year-olds who stepped up to the yeah, plate. Yeah, let's go, They've girls. Well. Let's just wrap up this... Uh, one day series. Uh, we got a tweet question from Chris Bayer, and he he was identifying, you know, how good the the point system, what we were talking about before, was for the women. I think it's two points for a one day, two points for a T um, twenty game, and then it's four points for the Test match cricket. So he's been saying there's a lot of talk about the relevance of one day cricket. Uh, should we structure the men like the women? And imagine this five test match series worth two points, five one days and, and six t- they're all worth one point. Um, you could do a test match followed by a Sunday, one day international, a Tuesday T20. So there's st- stuff I like about that. I don't think you could play that many games in a summer. Oh. But, and I reckon one day should be worth more than T20s. So I'll be going four for test matches, yeah. two for one days, one for T20. But, but that'd put a bit more interest into the summer, wouldn't it? Particularly when we got into the white ball cricket. So say if it was a drawn test match series. Yeah. You know, I don't like it. We play um, sometimes New Zealand two tests, yeah. one all. There should be a third test. But if there's not, well, the one day series and the T20 series is like a decider. Look, I love it. I think it's uh, – Chris is spot on with the mark here. I, I think this is a great format. Um Really enjoy it, and I think it's a true test of uh, pitting your country against other country and saying, hey, we're actually the best cricket team, so to speak, um, not just test In all cricket. forms. Yeah. I mean, I know we actually yeah, – uh, we've, we've got a mantra here, or Cricket Australia has, of being one one one, which is you know best in number one in test match cricket, number one in one-day cricket, number one in T20 cricket – I'd like to see the competition lend itself to a point system to say that you're actually the best country yep. overall. Doesn't doesn't matter what form of the game you yeah, are. Yeah, good call. We I'd don't like do that. I'd like to see that Australia are number one overall cricketing nation, England are number two, India are number three. Yeah. 
Um, but, it's, what, but, but it's that close. Yeah. If England beat New Zealand. That's right. Well, India beat New Zealand, they go across it. And you know what Aussies like? No, you know what cricket fans like? They like points tables. Yeah, we love a points, points table. Points table. So, you know, when we win this test match and they said you've reclaimed number one in the world, well, people just go, oh, have we? Oh, that's quite nice. But if there's a points table every day, you know, on the internet and all that sort of stuff, people are conscious. They go, oh, right, we, we, we need to win this T20 yes. to, to get here. Or, um, yeah, I just think a points table could work. Well, and I are- like what you just said about um, merging mm. the three forms. So you have the overall number one cricketing nation. Well, what it might do is... I know um, the Spanish are keen on that. It's interesting because we talked about Paddy Cummings coming home the other day from India, not playing... The T20s, but he played the one dayers. That'd be a great question. That if you know how are you situated on the table, be he's almost, got to play. Yeah, he has to play. We're under pressure there, and and if you knew the ta- if we had a table there, India would be clearly ahead. Um, so, so those last two one dayers become vital. Yes, four uh, points. Um, but uh, yeah, you might like, lose the series, but we get those four points and boom. Yeah, it'd be like um, okay. yeah, it'd be like coming fourth or fifth or sixth in you know Formula One to you, know, you don't really get any accolades for it, but no. you get points, and uh, you know at the end of the end of the table they all add up. They got a points table. They have India news. Oh, sorry, the JLT Cup, the uh, the Whackers won in Hobart. So well done to to them, Justin Langer. Geez, he's winning a lot of uh, cups and series and stuff like that. Money negative. Oh, I thought it was better. The players got to play on more of the first-class grounds, or um, you know, venues that uh, that are a bit above club level. But my one disappointment was when I when I was watching, it was going, it was in Hobart. If if the Whackers were playing the final at the Wacker, yeah, I reckon there would have been five thousand people there. I agree. Um, so I reckon the format was a bit better. The venues were better. But can we get the home team playing at home? Because the Junction Oval will be ready next year. Yeah. And if, if the Vicks had won and you play it on a on a Sunday. Yes, like it. I reckon they get four or 5,000 there. Allen Border Field. Yeah. Well, they're going to get four or 5,000 there. And, and, the, and the Wacker Ground will become boutique you know, from here on in. So I'd like to see that explored. I don't think that the celebrations would have been great knowing that, you know, you've won at, at Hobart, home, yeah. uh, you know, Blundstone Arena, the, the Whackers. I think they were the best side, actually, clearly yep. in the competition. But, yeah, it would have been nice to have a home crowd there. Um, I think that's something which needs to be looked at for sure. Yeah, a little bit better, but I reckon let's get that back. And that, and just at those grounds and, and the home fans get to see it because everyone loves a winner and playing in front of your home crowd, you know, even a few thousand people at those smaller grounds means a lot. Okay, India, New Zealand, India 280, lost to New Zealand 284 for at Coley. What a legend, 31 one-day international hundreds now, but they lost. Trent Bolt was good with the ball, four for 35. Latham and Taylor, 200 runs between them. But I wanted to talk about, I know you've got a couple of comments, but one on Latham, who's an opening batsman in Test Match Cricket, playing in the middle order here. He, he's the New Zealand sweepologist, Hodgie. So he, he's worked again. He did well on the previous tour there, and he's sweeping everything. He's reverse sweeping. But then his other ploy is, if I'm not sweeping, I'm going right back in the crease, right? Yeah. I'm going right back. So I give myself as much time as possible to play it off the pitch, you know, and, and take out, yeah. you know, the spin. 
um, or get right forward, kill the spin and drive. Uh, look, game hat, plans. I like them. Game plan. Hats off to Latham, who is an opening batter and has been able to adapt to a middle order role. I think that's incredible. I think it's a good strategic move um, by New Zealand to also have a left hander in the middle there um, to combat the leg spin of Chahal. Uh, he, oh, he was outstanding. Um, Trent Bolt, what a superstar he is for New Zealand. I love watching uh, Bolt. He was he was just a sort of a medium pacer when he first started. He's developed into a, a dynamic sort of 135 can push. He's a mini Stark. Yeah, he is. He's he gets a, that late in-swing with the new ball and see you later. He's a gun. Um, that's a great – yeah, we uh, back on Latham, you know, we, we talked uh, previously about, you know, Alex Ross. Can he – he's our sweepologist. Can he fill a role, you know, in the subcontinent? Possibly, yes. We, we may need to look at that as an option if he continues good form. We said that he didn't have the form no. to get selected in Asia at the moment. But if he finds the form that he's done of recent in JLT and so forth, then yes – um, India 280, probably probably 25 to 30 short at one Keddie Stadium. Uh, they just didn't cash in at the end there. Mahendra Singh Dhoni didn't get going. Pandya didn't get going, but the foundation was set with his 31st hundred. Virat Kohli, what a gun! How far can he push it? Can he can he get to 60 or 70 one day hundreds? He's still young. Um, He's extremely fit. His work ethic is tremendous. And a good lesson for those youngsters, how how hard he works in the gym and, and, and yeah, what, very fit. You know, what essence he takes to his fitness. It's almost like he's just going to make 100. So the opposition teams just go say, well, let's make sure he takes a lot of balls to get there. Yeah, it's, it's probably <laughs> right. He, uh, he played a, a remarkable straight drive off Adam Milne, which was 140K yeah, plus. So it was unbelievably good. Uh, great win by New Zealand, though, to get to get that series off to good a good start. Good start to the series. Absolutely. Tell you who haven't had a great series, Bangladesh. You've taken them away from home, and they've been absolutely pumped over there in South Africa. They lost by 200 runs in a one-day game. But just the news out of this one, Faf Duplessis, the skipper, injured. He was flying. 91 off 60 balls, lower back. King, probably from all the slogging he was doing, he's out for six weeks. But what were your thoughts on that? I saw him getting cheered off, and I went, gee, the batting workloads have gone to a different <laughs> level. They've actually got a um, guy that um, is just helping him through the yeah. through the runs. Well, it, it was a piggyback, wasn't piggyback. it? Piggyback. How is that good for your lower back if someone's holding under I thought your, stretcher. Yeah, I would have thought stretchers. If it was that bad, yeah. there's no way I'm walking What would off. you have done? Well, 91 not out. I'm not walking off on 91. Yeah. I'm uh, staying there hitting nine balls, getting a single for it, walking off with a 100, saying thanks a lot. Michael Clark, Adelaide Test match, had a crook lower back, battled through, walked off with a 100. That was one of the best innings yeah. I've ever seen under duress. Faf, you don't get to 91 too often in world cricket. Get your milestone. Then you're out for six weeks and do whatever you want. So there's a little bit of a guide there from, yeah, guide. from Bradley Hodge for international batsmen or any batsman really. Lower yeah. back. Get to 100. Pakistan versus Sri Lanka. Geez, another flogging here. 5-0. Sri Lanka did well in the test, not in white ball cricket. Usman Khan, the left arm quick, just straight out of the Pakistan fast bowling battery, isn't it? Oh, it's unbelievable. Isn't it? It's a company. They just put them out. <laughs> this one, and he bowls fast. He swings the ball. Yeah. Goes reverse. 
Five for 34, but the, the, the trivia here is he's one of the quickest ever to get five. He got them in 21 balks. And Khan said, it's only my second game. It was probably my best performance yet. <laughs> Pretty good comment, that, that's, I reckon. Oh, it's ridiculous, yep. Um, well, you're not going to be beat that anyway in two games. 21 balls. But it's, it's phenomenal. I think, and he's going to get 10 for you. Look, this is what we love about Pakistan. They're, they're just breeding fast bowlers. Um, yep. And they just rotate out of a chain. Uh, Do they watch Wazim Akram videos straight from... They Earth. must do. It must just be must be a curriculum in the in the yep. in the in the grades. They have a Waka Yunus video. Yep. They've got a was in Akram video and good luck, youngster. They must eat well. That's the thing. They're good, strong They're bodies, strong. big fellas, um, and scary too. It's yep. like the Afghanistan fast bowlers. You yep. saw a couple of them in the World Cup. They're yep. strong. They're, They're all built like Waka Yunus in Khan. Mm. Yep. Sri Lanka, white ball cricket, do some work. Zimbabwe, West Indies, test match. The Windies won by 117. Some good news for international cricket and Zimbabwe cricket. Two Zimbabweans who were playing in England, Cole Pack, uh, Brendan Taylor and Cole Jarvis, have come back, and that only strengthens Zimbabwe, helps the competition. Taylor, 75. Jarvis got a few ones. But for Victorian fans, uh, Solomon Meyer, a Zimbabwe player who played for Footscray in Premier Cricket, and I think he might have been a rookie for the Renegades. I'm not sure if he was on the list. He made 74 runs over the two innings in his debut test, but that, that, that's good for Zimbabwe cricket. Really good, really good for Zimbabwe cricket, and he Streak, who's a friend of mine, is, good man. Uh, is the good coach player. of Zimbabwe. And you know, we, were, we were just talking candidly about trying to lure these guys back to strengthen Zimbabwe cricket and how he was going to possibly do it. He's probably done it because he's a good bloke. He's a good bloke. And uh, these guys are happy to play for him, which is great because they need some strength. They need some depth. And Brendan Taylor, I think he's probably about as old as I am now. Yeah. He's got better and better and better and has dominated. Uh, I think he played for Northants, I reckon. Correct me for someone if I'm wrong. But he's got better and better as time goes. has gone on over in county cricket. Kyle Jarvis, a young kid, come back. Play for your country. Well done. Good Keep job. Keep going there. And uh, we don't, I don't think we've had a listener from Zimbabwe. So Heath, Heath Street, just, just yes. have a listen. Mm. And maybe send it on to the Flower Brothers as well. That would help out. And um, and Shay Hopes, he went to the England tour averaging 15, a 23-year-old, made double hundreds for a win in a test match there. He's got 90 not out and 44. He's now averaging 35. I think that's continually going to rise. He is a class batsman to watch. He's pressing on to Bradman-like stats there, isn't he? If we can find someone in Shield Cricket that's averaging 15, good and coaching. That, Whoever's coaching him Stuart is a good lawman. Stuart Law, the, the law judge. Man, that, that's proper coaching. Yeah, um, I like that. Put that on your CV. What have you done? Yep. Well, a bloke was averaging 15. Yeah. When I left, he was averaging 78. Well done, judge. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Hey, New Zealand cricket. What about um, Neil Wagner, the big quick um, South African-born? Uh, gets a lot of wickets, reverse swing, a real effort bowler. But did you see the video where he bounced a batsman and he the batsman backed away a bit, blocked it down the crease. The batsman sort of moved towards the ball. I don't know what he's doing there. Wagner picks it up, stops for a minute, then underarms hit the stumps, the batsman's out. What were your thoughts? Oh, Was that within the spirit of the game? Well, it's very tricky. Uh, cheeky, sorry. Um, I, I think that's out. I think it's a batsman. If... If you're not in your crease, you're a chance to be run out. But I'm not sure what the rules state. But is he taking a run? No. I'm, it looked yeah. like he was going to grab the ball, yeah. which brings in handling the ball. It did. Andrew Hildage, 
out handled the ball against Pakistan. He yep. would have just had a little shiver. Don't touch the ball. Well, that's a rule in Seeker now these days where you can, if you touch the ball and anyone appeals, you're actually out. Oh, look, I don't, I don't agree with that. Um, I think that in nah, certain forms of competition, fine. it's friendly. It's 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 not like you're stealing someone's diamonds out of their play. pocket. Pace of play. Yeah. Um, anyway, it was a cheeky little run out. So I'm going though, dopey batsman. Yeah, I'm going dopey batsman. Dopey batsman. batsman. Was he, what number was he? He had to be a tail ender, surely. What are you trying to say about tail enders? I'm saying a dopey. Okay, you saw me run between the wickets. <laughs> okay. uh, hey, Hodgie, a couple of episodes ago, you shout out to two New Zealand cricketers, one Michael Paps for his 20th year of um, state cricket over there. Well, he's paid back. He's saying, bang, thanks, biology report. I'll reward you. His team, Wellington, bowled Auckland out for 62. Paps, he walks out there going, gee, they only got 62. It's probably moving a bit here. Well, it's going to be tough work. He opened up with Luke Woodcock. 432 runs later, <laughs> they were separated. Yeah. Your mate, Papsy, 316 runs. Ridiculous. Did you get a triple hundred? I did, actually. Who uh, for? I was lucky enough to get one for Leicestershire versus Nottinghamshire. So do you get into a zone? Like, how do you bat for that long? Um, I think I was 270 not out overnight. Um, we, we, it was a similar path actually. We bowled, it was a swinging day at, uh, at North End. I mean, at Trent Bridge. Phil DeFreitas won the toss and was Daffy. always going to bowl. He bowled, I think, 20 straight till it stopped swinging, ended up with five. We bowled him out for about 180. And then, you know, we had a chance to then bat for two or three days. Uh, Stuart McGill played in that game actually. McGiller. Uh, McGiller. So I tonked him around a little bit, which was good fun. Um, that was pretty rare, actually. He, I reckon, he had the better of me in most shield times. Cricket. Yeah, not this day. Um, not this day. Every dog has his day. Uh, but yeah, three hundred and two not out. Um, good for your averages. So perhaps if there's ever any uh, good start uh, to the year for learning him. curve there, yeah. make that little asterisk on the top of the three sixteen. Lukey Woodcock's a good little good little player. I was okay, a left arm orthodox. Um, good but- guy too. But perhaps we might even get to his 25th year. We talked about what do we give him, you know, well, gold, silver. You know, what do you get for your 25th don't year? Know. They'd want to give him a car at least. Maybe we should try and get Papsy on board, see if we can... Actually, we might... See if we can locate him yeah. over there in New Zealand. Um, I did see for Wellington, there's a bloody Bracewell playing for him. Is there a Bracewell that plays for every state over there? There just seems there to be a Bracewell be. on every team. Is it part of their bylaws? Yep. Well, there's one that... Is it... Who's your team? What's the, yeah, the umpires before the game, they check your, your team list. True. Is there a brace ball? Yeah, yeah maybe. Okay, game can uh, toss. Let's toss. Well, it's got not the fast bowler that's moved from Northern... It's not this one. I don't think Northern it is. Districts. No, he wasn't Northern Districts. Uh, got six for against uh, Australia down in Hobart. Down Hobart, yeah. really well. Yep. Good tattoos as I'm well. Worried about, uh, I'd like to Doug see Doug Bracewell, that was. Uh, we're looking at local cricket, which you just dominate, Hodgie. What about Josh Dunstan playing West Augusta? 307 runs. What an effort for club cricket. Unbelievable. Didn't have to run a lot. Wasn't fatigued at the end. He hit 46s. <laughs> he hit 46s. Oh, look, I'm, I'm asking JL if there might be a spot over there in the West in the Big Bash League there for, could be. for the Scorchers. Um uh, that's what made the big ship famous over there in Perth. Um, Simo. Yeah. Simo whacked 100, got him over to the strikers. I think Trent did Lawford. Did nothing. 
Trent Lawford Trent might have Lawford. did a bit of that too. Yeah, Sarah In stuff. South Australian Premier Cricket. Yeah, he got 260, I reckon, something like that. I still think there's a future for Trent Lawford somewhere. Well, he's still doing some good work um, for Fitzroy. But Joshy Dunstan, 307, 46ers. I'm going to try and better that this year, actually. Can you? No, I don't think I can. No chance. But that that is ridiculously yep. good talent. I want to see this. Could he I bat want to six? see some footage of Could this. Could he bat six? No, yeah, there's no footage. I couldn't find mm. any. Surely, surely his wife. We might get a shield game in there. Surely someone's got a video. What about the bowlers? There'd be one that really got taken down, wouldn't there? Well, I saw the scorecard and it only showed the batting. Mm. Um, and he, look, if someone can let us know who got hit for the most sixes, surely there's a couple of sidecars yeah. in that. Yeah, so there must be a few off, hundreds. like four overs. Yeah, definitely. Hodgie, what about? This segment here, this is the one that makes everyone a little bit nervous. Every little selfie, um, there's uh, little tweets, Instagram, Facebook. You peruse everything. You're looking everywhere, not everywhere. just cricket, sport, entertainment, politics. And you're not afraid to go the big names either. You're no. not afraid to go the big names. So Bradley Hodge, social media, self-promoter. Can you go through the... Um, the people who are nominated this week. Yeah, and I'm excited by these nominations, actually. Um, one that came up just recently, which is uh, becoming a bit of a regular oh, voter, geez. actually, um, or a nomination, um, and that's Victoria's very own Dean Jones. Now, Dean Jones One is Day Magic. One Day Magic, the legend. Dino himself is tweeted out, not just trying to attract attention but trying to attack the tension of all Victorian career clubs. So Dino said, is there any local Victorian career clubs needing some help at practice? So he's trying to get his own coaching out there oh, to the local okay. clubs of yep. Victoria, and I'll throw in a sportsman's night. Now, Let's it, double dip. Double dipping of promoting himself. And so he's saying that if anyone's interested... DM me for those that don't know DM, which I didn't know about a year ago, is direct message. It's like, a, it's like me. a little email on Twitter. Yeah, so direct message me, and I'll get in contact uh, and and get down to your local club. We love the fact that you're trying to get down there to local clubs, Dino, but probably not for a fee. Um, so that's a it's self promotion. I think he deserves a fee. Yep, definitely. Um, we've gone over to Africa for the next one, and. Uh, Paddy Upton, the um, the coach of Sydney Thunder. Yeah. Paddy Upton's just put an an unedited, off the cuff, personal view of himself on Instagram. Just talking whatever he wants to talk about, coaching, nonsense, rubbish, whatever it is. Did you listen to it? What was the 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 context of it? Well, it's just exactly what it says. Just unedited, off the cuff, personal views. Pretty much on coaching. And is this a like a weekly thing? Is it no. going to be a series? No, or? no, no. It's no, just, just today I'm going to wake up and the world needs to hear yep. some thoughts from me. So those that don't right know, folks. Paddy is uh, sort of a director at, at Deakin University to promote coaching, that sort of thing. Um, he has his own sort of coaching courses. So I, 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 Did he start what, as a sports psych or something like that? Uh, he was he's a, a cricketer? trainer. Okay. Yeah, yeah. fitness trainer, actually. So he's moved into this neck of the woods. Oh, no, we, we, we encourage anyway, it. Anyway. We encourage it. The fact that he's unedited, that gives it away. Um, someone who has made a return, a beautiful return to the uh, Self-Promoter Award is um, the very own Kevin Peterson. Yeah. 
He's made another beautiful effort. Uh, What's this one, though? This it's not one, golf. No, no, it's not golf. We always golf. do golf. It's not golf. It's not rhinos. It's it's not um, huge, big uh, villas in South Africa, which he owns. This one is him in the gym. And the reason, the, the reason that I love it, it's him in the gym, of which Allah Michael Clark has got someone else to take uh-huh. the photograph of him doing the leg work in the gym. And he's, he's quite. What was the comment? BBL time has started. <laughs> um, and the reason oh, I love the nomination that, yeah. is, and, and this was cringeworthy, is that it was liked by Michael Clark. So are they are they in self promotion in the self promotion industry together? Is it a partnership? Is Maybe. it a partnership? Maybe we'll because to- then they we could get challenged that this this award yeah. this award is actually you know they're, they're, they're doctoring it. Well, what I hate about this is that he's actually promoting leg work again, which is exactly like Pup did. We don't want that, yeah. mate. You're coming out to Melbourne; it's gonna be hot. Get the bicep no, curls going. Out. It's, all, the- it's all beach weights. So, KP, yeah, good. KP, but thanks, you're in there. Thanks, KP. Um, the first nomination for Cutty 31, Ben yeah. Cutty. He's made, a, he's made a, uh, a, a post on his Twitter feed saying, what a, I'll describe the Twitter anyway. He's got a photo of himself with a Toyota. Uh, with so, straight away, section. you're excited, aren't you? Yeah, I was excited straight away. Um, what a better way to celebrate a new partnership with, and this gives it away, yeah. at Downtown Toyota. Yep. Blah, 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 blah. Come and ask me about their range. Cutsy. Is he working there? You would know nothing about Toyota's range. No. Um, I'm pretty sure that, that I've seen your car. You drive a C63S Mercedes. You're not... Nathan Reardon, you're not Michael Nissa. You don't go fishing. You don't go shooting no. random animals in the countryside. I don't want out there either. No, you're it's a, a big ball. You're a good-looking rooster that smacks them. Stick to your fast cars, buddy. That is self-promotion at its worst. Well done for a nomination. Darren Sammy makes a triumphant oh return my again. God. Uh, I thought we'd have a Sammy-free week. No, nah, nah, we can't. We cannot do this. Um, Darren Sammy has just got a photo of himself posted on Twitter with one little caption. What? I got it. So what, what has he got? He's just saying he's hot. I've got it. I've got it. Oh, my God. <laughs> I have got it. But what's, there's no context? No. Has he just woken up a no, bit like okay. um, Paddy Upton just going, yeah, I think I've got it. No, so today. I'll explain the photos. He's just sitting randomly, I think, next to a beach with the sunset coming over. Just He's just portraying how good-looking he is at that point of time. That's what he's saying. Oh, right. I got it. Um, he is a fantastic bloke. Well do done. like Sammy. And uh, look, I've got to slip myself in there yes. uh, for the moment. I've, I've been pretty... Pretty good at... For, for um, which one, though? It's well, multiple. What there, are we going for here? Well, I could say hashtag Werribee Izuzu. I could say hashtag Audi driving experience. I could say hashtag What about Australian your spin around? GP. Your spin around Sandown. Yeah. What about that one? Well, oh, that was the uh, hashtag Audi drive experience. That was pretty cool, actually. Um, Nana's commented uh, on that. Look at slim dog. That's Stevie there. He's a, he's a boy from Black Rock. Um... Very talented race car driver. I envy okay. him. I want yeah. to be him. I want to swap. 
Um, but that was a pretty cool day. Uh, had to be a nomination for myself, would have thought. Definitely. Um, and multiples. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, but it, for anyone who wants to know, that's the blueprint of what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Some classics here. The voting's going to be hard because there is a potential six votes here. Um, I, I'm going to go six votes. I'm actually going to go you, Bradley Hodge, just because of the multiple. <laughs> There's multiple. Okay. There is. There is. None of them worse than... Um, None of them are worse. Oh, I'm going to have to go Darren Sammy five votes. Yeah. I, I just think you just wake up and go, oh, God. I'm going to try that tomorrow. Because just... to be fair, with um, with Cutsy, yeah. that is promotion, but it's not really himself. No. He's right? Pro- he's, he's promoting what he's getting. Exactly. So Whereas he's... Sammy, that is self-promotion. No. Four votes. Paddy Upton, who wakes up and goes, the world need to hear my views. Now, if he was releasing a new um, up to, update from Upton, yeah. that could be something for you, Paddy. Go update on, from Upton. Yeah. And so, oh, it's a weekly thing. I'll do some thoughts there. But he's just woken up and gone, the world needs to hear yes. what I've got to say. So four for him. Trump-like. Probably I'm going to go three three cutsy. Yeah, we love that. Three cutsy because he's been on the fringes. He's been on the fringes of... He's seen been, a lot of him on Instagram and go, Cutsy, you, 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 you're borderline here. He's active. Hodge is out there. Hodge is looking. He's active. He's going to get you. Yeah. And he got you. Okay. Yep. Three. Um, so, sorry, that's four for Cutsy. I'm going three. Uh, sorry, four for Patty, three for Cutsy. I'm going to go two for. I'm going to go two KP. Yeah. Yeah. I'd go to KP just because of the Michael Clark thing, you know, and also, I, yeah, the legs. I don't focus. I don't know what's happening with the legs. I know he's getting a bit older, but um, and one um, for Dino. So yeah, that's actual self promotion. It is. It actually is just self promotion. <laughs> yes. Um, but I like what he's thinking. Not just a little bit of coaching. He'll give you the sportsman's night afterwards. Oh. So that's. Good package from Dino. Dino's nominated a bit, but he hasn't got the big votes. No. So not, just just nothing's... improve a little bit there. But um, Hodgie, that's the social media media self-promoter award. Time for our guide to. Our guide to Stephen Smith. I, I read a bit of an article on his book, on his book with the imaginative title, My Journey, My Story. Mm. I read the little bit where... And I remember talking about it at the time, Perth Test against the Ashes, uh, against the Poms four years ago, and Broad and Anderson are buying quite well to him. And he decided, he always had a little bit of back movement before a ball. This was where he, the first time he really tr- went back in his crease to, to off stump. Yeah. You know, to take out those, that, the, the hard nicks to slips, makes you vulnerable to the LBs, probably not as much in Perth because of the bounce. But I was intrigued to hear and, and great to read the insights and for, for all cricketers out there, doesn't matter if you're Australian players or, or club cricketers, that 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 um, opportunity in game to actually go, well, I reckon I've got to change something here. I've got to change something. And it changed so much for Smithy. I mean, that's his pre-ball routine to this day now, yeah. right back and across. I think he's pretty still when the ball's actually bowled. 
Um, and I know bowling to that type of batsman. David Boone was a little bit like that. Stuart Law, they moved across the yeah, crease. Simon Gaddage. You start moving, you go, oh, I'm going to attack the stumps and get him LB. Guess what? They just clip you through the leg side. They don't miss it. Clip you through the leg side. Then you go, oh, I've got to get outside off stump. And guess what? Bang. They cut you. Yeah. Ezra Din, Laxman, they were very much like that. Did you ever have occasions in game where you, you just adjusted your game uh, depending on the circumstances? Yeah, I've... I've- I've done something similar to Steve there where I just hustled all the way back and just basically played for the first hour off the back foot for no particular reason. From ball one? Yeah. I just thought that I felt rushed for time, so I just thought I'm going to give myself that extra foot and a half. So if you're pushing forward, generally your head's going to be forward of the popping crease, but when you play defensively, you're going to be back deeper a foot into the popping crease. That's at shield level anyway. And I just thought that I wasn't picking the ball up that well. Um, Give yourself a bit more time. Yeah, well, for those that don't know, I'm colourblind. So there are some instances where I struggle to pick the ball up. So that was a reason for me to just try and give myself a fraction of extra time to pick the ball up. It worked. Um, And the other thing was is that when you're actually back, you actually know exactly where your off stump is and you know exactly where your stumps are. So they're your two dangers. You don't feel you're going to nick it. You either feel you're going to get uh, LBW. But um, you back your eye. Yeah, but you're already there. And you're giving yourself an extra, what, maybe 0.02 of a second to see the ball. It's an interesting thing. Um, we get so... We get so caught up on uh, technical you know, stuff. Forward press yeah. and looking pretty. Yeah, I think Just that- give me runs, Hodge. Well, you know, the new the new technique or the new sort of, uh, you know, vogue, whatever you want to call it at the moment is What's to, trendy? What is trendy is to, you know, try and let kids or let people explore what works without diving in too much technically of what we've known. Get previously. a good result. Yeah, just hit the ball in the middle of the bat or find, like find a way to get the, the bat straight through the line of the ball. Um, doesn't matter what your back lift is, doesn't matter whether you have a split grip or your hands are together. Get a full face on the ball. Just be effective. Um, well, it's interesting just throwing balls to my kids when they started. Guess what's their first shot? All kids. Reverse sweep, Glenn Maxwell. Imagine if Max's kids do that. Straight away, they reverse sweep. It's the slog over cow corner. It's all bottom hand. You hit, where can I generate enough power? And for years, we've coached that out of kids, play the V. Play the V. And then we've had that error, and you would have had to do it. You had to relearn the slog sweep for yeah. one-day cricket and T20 cricket. Now, we want the kids to be able to defend good balls. Yeah. But I don't want them losing that hit over square, uh, cow corner. It's a natural shot, Hodge. What was a release shot for Stephen Waugh and how effective it was? But he had him. to relearn it. Yeah. Jeff Marsh, I think he might add two shoulder reconstructions, the amount of balls he bowled to Steve Waugh. Hey, it won us a World Cup. It's funny. And gave him more years in the test team. Yeah, it's interesting. So when um, when when I'm with the under-12s, juniors, East Sandy, and oh, my son was batting the other day, actually, and I was umpiring at square leg. You know, he was try- he was had to get on with it to try and get his 30 knot out. And yeah. he was trying to slog him, but... You know, trying to aim more towards square leg no. and just little things, but just aim towards the side screen behind the bowler, yeah. and your natural arc will take it to mid wicket. I think they're things now. So target focused. Yeah, we're, we're actually teaching those techniques instead of oh, get your hands up, get, get your, your elbow, get your elbow up, get the shape. That doesn't matter because the facts are: is if you scunge it, if it hits any part of the bat, you're going to get two yeah. minimum, and that's what we do in T20. Uh, big bash 
right? We want the four or six. But if we get a good swing on it, we're going to scunge it out the square leg or midwicket for And score anyway. more balls. Yeah. Less stop balls. Um, so technically, it's, 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 it's gone out of the game. But it's interesting. Yeah, I like that. We've gone a couple of different areas there. And I was just going to say to myself in game, I can't remember if you played this one. We're up at the Gabba playing Victoria. It was hot. We had a young attack. And I went, I'm going to have to bowl a lot of overs here. This is a 25-over thing. And, yeah. and I remember I just virtually half my run-up, you know, from about 22 yards to, to 14 steps, end up getting five wickets. I felt great, you know, like I felt strong at the crease. Oh. felt like I could bowl longer. And then that clicked. That year, I'd, I'd opened the bowling off my long run. For some reason, I just felt that better for swing bowling. Yeah. And then with the old bowl, I just went to this – 15 steps it was, hit the deck hard. I felt like I was over the top more. Yeah. Um, I didn't overstride. You know, I had to get going straight away to get through the crease. And so I continued that for the next four years. Yeah. So it's amazing that sometimes a little change in game um, can actually dictate the rest of your career. Well, you actually, oh, from memory, batting to you in the nets in the, in the latter part of your career, you actually felt just as quick or for, if for not longer, quicker. I reckon off your uh, shorter run than your longer run. Well, do you think it was also a bit to do with um, the visual? You know, when a guy's running in a long way, the expectations, it's quick. Yeah. Whereas I reckon, and Akram was a bit the same, facing him. I mean, he's quicker than me. But you turn around, all of a sudden... They're there. They're there. Yes. It's something which needs to be explored, definitely for... Well, I reckon in T20 cricket, bowlers should have two run-ups. You should have an extra short one and and, and a longer one. Well, these things need to be explored because they're not things we talk about. Because Surprise. We're, as I said, we're, we're reluctant to change. We're reluctant to do something different, which is Steve Smith or, you know, hustle all the way across the crease because our coaching textbooks have told us, no, 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 don't do that. The manual get doesn't say Get your foot out to the ball, yeah. get your foot to the pitch of the ball, present the bat, play the ball that But you way. can't hit the ball because your foot's in the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's our guide too. And that's it. Biology Report, Episode 8, Bradley Hodge. Thank you very much. Um, I tell you what, uh, we've targeted... Is there, is there a country we want to target? Because the, the, the Spanish are all over us. 14 listens last week. Well, we, It took us to number one in iTunes. Yeah, we, well, we probably want to... Uh... And we've got some reviews. Make sure you just leave a review. Subscribe. Help us out. But is there one nation that... You just think, geez, the biology report could not only help them in a cricket sense, but yeah. but maybe in a, a, a political business maybe, sense. Maybe maybe we should target the Eastern Bloc countries. Maybe Poland. Yeah, might be. Well, we'll have to look up what the cricket fraternity is like in Poland. I imagine we'll do that during the it's week. Not strong, but look, let's give an honourable mention to Prasad Chandrasekhar, who a couple of weeks ago was our only listener in Hong Kong. I'm not sure. If now we, it's gone nuts. We've gone nuts. So he was the uh, the pioneer of of the Hong Kong listeners. So well done. He's a he's studying PhD as a university student in science and technology. Um, so he tweeted back to me saying that there is one listener from Hong Kong, and that's me. Should have made the self promotion award actually, but we'll start having biology um, report teams. We have got the batting coach Bevo applied. Yeah, I think we accepted that. We so like we, this. we can send Bevo over to Poland for a year or two. Yes. I'll, I'll have a word to him. And he can, he can work with the Polish cricket team. Let's target the Eastern Bloc. We've got Hong Kong, Poland. Hoji, well done. That's the Bowlology Report. And I think Bevo, take us out again. Only know you love her when you let her go.
ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.